Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and anyone who's donated to our fundraiser. I'm Alicia Herter. And I'm Tara Keck. On today's episode, welcome to the penultimate episode of our October fundraiser. Let's get in the mood for Samhain, the infamous elevator, and goo. Okay, I'm ready. You ready? Do you I'm ready. know what I did yesterday? Tell me what you did yesterday. You didn't do anything yesterday, did you? <laughs> this is all a ruse. <laughs> no, 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 no. So we celebrated my boyfriend Mike's birthday. Was his name? <coughs> what was that? <coughs> Ugh. <laughs> We're sorry. Oof. No, it, his name's Mike. Okay. He turned 30. Like M-I-K-E? Yeah. 30. Turn 30. Oof. I know. Well, some people are supposed to be entering their sexual prime, though, you know? so That's like, true. So you're, here I am. you're like dating up. I'm doing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst part is that he has the same name as my dad. Yeah. Which is has been a whole thing in therapy. That's really funny. I like that. <laughs> I call him Michael when I'm around my parents. Because my mom will be like, when did you talk to your dad? And you're like, oh. Oh, gross. Gross. But yeah, it really got me thinking about like, 30 and like stuff I want to accomplish before 30 because like Micah's work on all this Netflix stuff and like he's a comedian so he's done like traveling comedian stuff and he like moved to a new city which I did but the thing that I really admire about him is like how hard he works for like his dream mm-hmm. where I felt like I've been working hard for my dream but also working really hard for other people's dreams yeah and like obviously he supports me but he's like so consumed in so many ways mm-hmm. by like his passion and I just find that to be so inspiring yeah so I was like kind of thinking about like okay I'm gonna be you know like 21 in a couple months or 21 like- <laughs> what year is it have you graduated college I'm a I'm a fucking genius I'm a <laughs> I'm a little genius a I'm baby a, genius I'm a progeny baby progeny I'm like one of those people I'm like rain man okay <laughs> you know give me a break a savant I'm yeah and a Sauvignon. And a Sauvignon. What and is a it? Sauvignon Blanc. And a Sauvignon Blanc. But, um, and a Pinot Noir. No, I'm not an old man. But um, it's fair. Yeah, it really got me thinking about like what I want to accomplish before 30. What does 30 mean? Like, I don't know. I kind of like, I was like, oh, like I need to make some promises to myself, you know? So. What are they? Have you figured it out yet? Yeah, I think that I've been doing a little bit of art writing actually. Okay. And I'm being published this month um, in an online Yay. magazine. I've been thinking about like, do I really want to pursue that? Or like, do I want to do more entertainment stuff like this? Mm-hmm. Other things I've been doing. I'm just really excited to see like all he does. And no matter where he ends up, I think that he'll be in a really good place. Yeah. It's been really nice. Oh, Happy birthday, Mike. Happy birthday, Michael Bobrinskoy. Michael Bobrinskoy. <laughs> yeah, try and spell that, motherfuckers. Yeah, they're not going to find him on Instagram. <laughs> They'll never find him again. We have an update. On what? So about almost a month ago, which, hey, it's never too late to say congratulations. We at Witch Yes want to give a huge congratulations to our friend Marissa Neal. Woo! Woo! Who hiked the whole fucking through hike of the Appalachian Trail. On purpose? On purpose. Willingly. She wasn't kidnapped she just decided to do it of her own free will. And she said she listened to what she asked while she was hiking. She did not. Which is very sweet because, you know, I would think once your phone dies, you're like, that's it for a while, you know? <laughs> but also, you know that she had to think about it ahead of time because she probably had to download all those episodes. Because I don't know if you get reception on the Appalachian Trail. I would think you don't. Which is even more terrifying. That is. Ted Bundy could be around any corner. A bear could be listening. All they would have to do is download our episode. Have you seen Marissa in person? Because what if it's just a bear that's taken on her life? Stolen her clothes, stolen her iPhone. That's true. It could just be a bear. I need confirmation. But if anything, we know that her calves look great right now. I've seen pictures of that. (laughs) You know, it's like 
She's good. She's got the body now. Marissa, send us a photo of yourself holding today's newspaper. <laughs> Please. SOS. And also show some pics of your calves. Is yeah. that sexual harassment? <laughs> Mm, no no yeah you're right probably not it's not weird if we make it weird because she doesn't have to send them right true we're not asking for nudes although we don't want to see the calves with pants on (laughs) i want to see them flesh calves with jorts 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 (laughs) jorts are such a thing now but the word jorts is awful like, that shouldn't exist. It's like khakis. It, it takes it back gross. to, like, the 80s where they were like, nah. Oh. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Jorts in the 80s were, like, actually Were they off. okay? When was it? No, like, they the were, early 2000s? It's not like you could buy jorts, I don't think, in the 80s. Oh, I wasn't you just alive. ripped them? I think you had to make them. That's, like, a travesty. No, I think it's, like, you know, like, punk culture and, like, DIY. They were, like, the DIY Pinterest before, like, you know, moms took it over. Yeah, but I really like mom Pinterest. It's Dude. pretty fun. Once we enter holiday season, like the slow, like zombie crawl towards all holiday the cookies, season. like the make. cookies, the crafts. It's so good. All the crazy things I can do with glitter. I love it. Dude, I'm I here for it. Can't get over these crazy things people could do with ball jars. That's true. <laughs> like so many things, like so many craziest things. It's you like can Dr. stuff Bronner. into a ball jar. Like you can use it for everything. It's like, oh, we can use it for spells. Oh, look, I have all these random ass little lights in here and it looks Mm -hmm. so cool. Mm -hmm. Who is wasting their time thinking of what to do? This has to be like an industry. (laughs) We need to infiltrate. Well, and we need to invest is what we need to do because it's always on the come up. Do you think it's too late to invest? It's like, it's been here. No, I think it's like probably pretty forward thinking to invest in like women's work and women's businesses. That's true. That's Mm -hmm. a good point. Mm Okay. Okay. Invested women. With that being said, we have a fundraiser going on and we are almost done, Isn't you guys. What do we have? Like a week left? Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. A little over a week. We have like a week and a day. But for those who don't know, which I can't imagine you not knowing right now, this really. This could be someone's first episode. I guess this could be someone's first episode. And if so, I mean, we nagged them real hard last time. So we're sorry that you're just jumping into it. Like we've been with these people. They know us. Here we are. But we have a fundraiser going on right now, and it is for Safe Child Africa. And Safe Child Africa is a UK-based charity that works with Nigerians in the Niger Delta area to protect and uphold children's rights when it comes to accusations of witchcraft. So if you're joining us for the first time and you're like, accusations of witchcraft, you mean Trump? (laughs) Kind of, but not. Kind of, but not. So in other places of the world... People can be accused of being witches, but it's like, it's like medieval bad. Yeah. It's like that person will most likely die. Yeah. They will either be outcast from their community or they could be stoned or killed. We've Mm -hmm. seen. Beheaded. Beheaded. So many crazy things. In front of your whole family. One woman was forced to eat human shit. Like it's, it's really wild. And sometimes this happens to children, which is awful because they're babies. They're literally babies, though. It'll be like children, oh, yeah. like toddlers. 10 and under toddlers. It's so crazy. They're like hardly making it by their skin and bones. And so Safe Child Africa comes in. And so they help to clothe and feed and provide shelter for these kids who are basically orphans now and try to do some education and outreach about why the stigma of witchcraft needs to be dismantled. It's very fortunate that we can talk about witchcraft and joke about witchcraft and like even be like, oh, I'm a witch. You're a witch. We're all witches. It's fine. But in some parts of the world, that's not an okay thing. And so our fundraiser is us putting in check the privilege we have and helping to move it forward and help other areas of the world that don't get the privilege that we do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you have a week and a day to donate. It ends on November 1st. Like we hit that 12.01 a.m. on November 1st and we done so. So what do you get for donating? You might ask. You can get the opportunity to have a personal tarot reading by Tara and I. Oh, no. Oh, geez. I know. We're so excited to see your face. I am sweating. And what monsters listen to our podcast. Please let it be your face. Please let it be your face. (laughs) And this is how it works. You donate $5. We find a giant witch hat or a normal size witch hat. You know, we're low on funds too. It's okay. I've been Amazoning 
some trying to find like an appropriate we might have to use a pumpkin at this point because it's getting so mint that'd be so cute Mm -hmm. and messy and mess it's not a real pumpkin it's like it's oh a fake pumpkin i was like big plastic i was like we're gonna get like a charlie brown pumpkin we're gonna carve it out half the names are gonna stick to the goo that is pumpkin that's like you know survival of the fittest that's true that's why you have to donate multiples that's true so if you donate 25 dollars you get 25 chances because we put your name in this hat 25 times and we will try to figure out a way to make this eco-friendly because right now it sounds wildly irresponsible but (laughs) (laughs) we will figure it out draw your name we'll figure out a time in november to set up a skype call with you skype facetime Google video, whatever you want, and you're going to be a winner. Dude, for once in your life. Yeah. I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, you know how you keep calling into the radio and you really want tickets to the Justin Biebs concert or the Jonas Brothers and it doesn't happen. Here it could happen. Oh, it could really happen. It could really happen. Your chances are high and we love you for that. And of course, you'll be helping children. So you'll be doing a good thing. Mm -hmm. Why not celebrate a little Samhain and have Something nice to do for the children while you're at it. Well, all right. So we have Mike's birthday. I mean, we know that my birthday is coming up. It's we're all here. we're all waiting. By the next episode, what happens? Oh my god! Do you have anything like for your next year? What are, What are your aspirations? Your I affirmations? Don't know. <laughs> I have no. You've idea. done so much <laughs> this year, though. Let's talk about what you've done in the last year. Tell me. You have traveled <laughs> to Los Angeles. I have. That's true. You have gotten this amazing internship for, what is it called? New York Women in Film and Television. Yes. You have become more financially stable. Uh, Yeah, I feel like it's not a waste of time. I mean, Marcel got a job. Yeah, so we're doing better. (laughs) And you finally got that dog out of your house. That was great. And you had so many showings in New York of your films. Yeah, that was fun. Amazing. That was really fun. And you were in other festivals. Yeah. What else? I don't know. You're really good at this. You've been working on this other script. Yes. Which. Still working. Still working, but still doing great. It takes time. Yep. You. We have this podcast still going. Yeah, this podcast That's is a still joint. going. I was sure it would be over by now. For sure. I thought. I we, was like, who's going to flake? I think it was a battle of like. I thought this was going to break us. I thought that our friendship would be over. A stubborn. <laughs> we were like, it's not going to be me. <laughs> No, I really like doing this. I no, like it learning. is fun. This is a lot of fun. What else? You have gotten therapy. Yeah, I have therapy. You have gone back to the gym and made a great promise to your body and I relationship to your gym. body. I love the gym. Yeah, I'm one of the weird people who will be like, I love the gym. You got to go back to New Orleans. I did. I Sorry, Nolans. Nolans. Nola. <laughs> Gross. Love New Orleans. Say it how you spell it. You're not special. You have to go so that you can tell them. <laughs> hey, hey, you. Hey, motherfucker. Hey. What I think about exactly. The they love you. They love characters. It's like New York, kind of. Where'd you go for touchies? That was uh, Eugene, Oregon. Okay. And then we went to Dallas for Lauren's wedding. Saw my parents. Saw your parents. We went to Big Sur for Kelly's wedding. Mm-hmm. Went back to Indiana twice this year, which is a personal record, like going back that Since many you times. Left. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's like 20 things. <laughs> And there's still a whole week to go. There's still a whole week. There's so much I can do in a week. You're going to climb the Appalachian Trail? Dude, I want to, but I don't think I can do it in a week. What if you ran? I mean, I've had ankle problems. I think I would trip. It's literally my worst fear. And I thought about it all the time with the Appalachian Trail is that I trip and no one's around to help. And then I have to just survive with one leg. That was this whole thing. So I like shredded like cheese gratered my leg yes and like i have been limping she looks like a volleyball player like you know how they wrap up their knees yeah, yeah, like she have, looks like, really cool and like she could like sock a bitch in the face but like the, the bitch would have to be like really slow because i limp like fucking quasimodo <laughs> okay <laughs> i look like a cartoon shambling knife wielding murderer <laughs> as i stalk <laughs> through the streets with no weapons with no weapons but my piercing gaze oh okay yeah, and yeah, my yeah. forked tongue oh yes yes but it was like like moments like those where I've been so aware of how alone I am, mm-hmm. but so amazed at what I could do alone. Like the time I had to break into my friend Jake's house because his cat got out and I had to scale a whole fence oh and I God. fell down on a trash can and like busted my little tiny tushy. Oh, It was awful. And I probably looked like I was trying to break into their house. And then I had to break into my own house because I locked the keys in their house. 
or like the time that like that's a day fell on my all these scooter. stories are about you falling <laughs> i fell on my scooter with my leg trapped under it, it so it's, it's like a moped yeah and i was like crying but like no one was gonna help me i was like alone on like a back road in like manoa yeah so i was like i have to get out like my daddy's not gonna come help me call the police oh yeah well i could have done that but then that's like you know what if they send the ambulance and i don't have insurance so like what are you gonna do but yeah it's like run in those moments of like being alone i am i think we have a lot more power and perseverance than i think we like to recognize Mm -hmm. that's just me because you know i'm like a survivor a survivor yeah you know well speaking of power and perseverance Let's talk about Samhain. We're going to talk about this like persistent holiday yes. that it has existed for so long and it, it refuses to persevered. <laughs> and it has power or it had power. Well, it does still have power, but more like devil's power. Or does it? But I think we need to talk about how Samhain is spelled funny. Yeah, it is. It's not Samhain. It's like a Kerbethany. I would like it more, I think, if it were Sam Hain. Sam Hain. Sam Hain. That's like a good old-fashioned American accent. That would be a good baby name. Sam Hain. Sam Hain. Like- Sam Hain Thomas Hanks. Hanks? I could have chosen a better last name, but you know, Marcel really said that we should think before we speak, but I'm just <laughs> going to keep going. The only note we had today, besides stop slapping the table like you're Thor. Now we don't know what to do with our hands. I know. I'm, I'm holding myself. I don't... I've just been like holding my legs or like sitting on my hands. but Yeah, so it's spelled funny. And I think it's like that Irish Gaelic. Yeah. A lot of stuff that they have just doesn't make sense. Guys, you spelled it funny. <laughs> you spelled, you spelled it wrong. It wrong. <laughs> <laughs> tomato, tomato. It's not tomato. It's not tomato. It's tomato. So it's spelled <laughs> S-A-M-H-A-I-N. And one more time. Sawin. Yeah, get it? Okay, so S-A-M... H-A-I-N. Samhain. Samhain. Samuel. Salmon. Oh, like that one angel where it was like the A and the E and it was like Samuel? Oh, Do you remember that one? Yeah, Yeah. I remember that one. I was like, God, why are you trying so hard to get noticed? Samuel. Yeah, but a lot of the the sabbats come from Irish origin, Mm. which I thought was really interesting. But a lot of them are not spelled. There's one that we're going to talk about in a minute that's pronounce lunasa lunasa but it looks like lugnasa dot yeah there's a d in there there's a lot of g- there's like a g and an h you wouldn't expect yeah and people get really irritated it's like a little gatekeepy which i'm not a huge fan about of. saying it wrong yeah about saying the sabbats wrong and i'm like why don't you calm down i mean how are you supposed to summon a demon if you're saying the word wrong yeah well is it meme or is it mimi we've never decided as a culture is it gif or is it jif who it's gives GIF. a shit it's well, obviously GIF, but people would say that it is GIF. And they're wrong. Just like the people who say Samhain incorrectly are wrong, which I'm pretty sure we have on our podcast said it incorrectly, at least at some point. No, we worked really hard not to. Have we? Yeah, we did. Hmm. So Samhain or Samhain. Sween. 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 Moeen? Moeen? Adeen? Okay. okay. So Samhain is one of the eight sabbats on the wheel of the year. And it's one of four of the sabbats that have Celtic origins, the others being Imbolc, Beltane, and Munasa. And I have a question for you and also all of our witches. Do you have to celebrate the sabbats to be a witch? Trick question. What is a witch? What is a witch, right? Which witch is witch? Sandwich? What kind? Um, No, because I think we go by the theory... You can do whatever the fuck you want and be a witch. It's like 2019. <laughs> it may be 2020 by the time you're hearing this. Exactly. Yeah. Like what's an imbolc <laughs> that gives me nothing to go off Sounds of? like a weird word for a sheep. Yeah. Oh, now I like it though. We're okay, going to celebrate that one. The, a Beltane, I imagined, was like some sort of like cool copper fisticuffs. Okay. Like, what are they called? Brass knuckles. Yeah. My Beltane. Ooh, that's good. What about a Lunasa? Sounds like you're trying to remember the name of the cat from Sailor Moon. (laughs) And you made it very complicated for yourself. Yeah. I feel like a Lunasa should be like a water Pokemon. Ooh, Lunasa. Yeah. Oh, my God. Lunasa. What's that one that's in the water... That's kind of Loch Ness monstery, first generation, obviously. Not, and it's cute. Are you talking about Dratini? No. Oh, are you talking about Lapras? Yes, Lapras. Nasa. Oh. They're like cousins. Bubble beam. Pia. Bubbles, 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 bubbles. 
Yeah, I just don't think you have to celebrate the spots to be witch. I don't, I'm not a huge Sabbat person anyway, because I already have enough holidays to buy presents for. <laughs> but now you got to celebrate Samhain, so. Yeah. Because well, you're in it. it. I'm in it. You're in it now. You're, in you've been episode. listening for this long. When we go over a Sabbat, you got to celebrate it now. Now you know. I also think that there's probably like so many mystical paths hmm. from all around the world that have their own holidays that if Irish, Western, European holidays made thousands of years ago don't connect with you, I think that's probably okay. You can pull from your own history. That's fair. All right. I'm down with that. I dig it. All right. So the ancient Celts celebrated Samhain to welcome in the dark half of the year, as well as the harvest. History.com claims that it was considered to be the most important fire festival of the year, but I don't really know what that means. Fire, 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 fire. Fire, fire, Instagram. Okay, so... This seems pretty cool. Imagine you are an ancient Celtic person. Your hair is in braids, probably. And I imagine them pretty hairy, even the women. And I'm just inserting my own damn self into this narrative. But you and your family have harvested up your wheat and your rye and maybe some beans and probably some peas. And while you're doing this, you're allowing the fire in your hearth to go out. You're moving your cattle and sheep down from the highland summer pastures that you work so hard to push them into. And herding them down into the lower winter pastures. All right, so you're doing this. You're sweating. You stink. You smell like shit, probably. And you've probably stepped in shit. I'm imagining this as like ancient Celt Brokeback Mountain. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mine's a little sexy. I like this. Thank you. Continue. Continue. So now you're all done harvesting and you and your family are dead ass tired. And you have extinguished the fire in your household. It's done. Goodbye. Cold. Yeah, calm down because you're going to get a new one in a minute. Just chill out. Okay. But you still have to walk up this giant ass hill where either druids or pagan priests are waiting for you. That sounds scary. Because fucking pagans love hiking. (laughs) And I really don't understand it. All pagans live in Colorado. They do! (laughs) Have you seen the people in Colorado? It's either that or they live in Portland. Like That's true. They have long hair and they don't wear shoes. Yeah. So they light a giant fire with this wheel mechanism that creates a spark using friction, which is a big and beautiful metaphor for the wheel of the year and the sun. Aww. So this bonfire is called a need fire. Fun fact, need. And it contains wood from nine sacred trees, which is lit by the friction that we were just talking about. So you can't just light a match and live your life. You got to use stick to stick elbow grease to get this shit done. Sounds like a lot of work. That's my fun fact for the day. Continue, (laughs) continue. And remember, Brokeback Mountain. So two cowboys. Okay. Ancient Celt cowboys. Riding their little horses up with there. With sticks, lighting this fire. This is really phallic now, isn't it? Yes, it is. All right, so what are we going to do with this fire? Burn things. Burn the witches. No. No. So, not this time. Not today. Not today. Tara, calm down. We'll get a little trigger happy there <laughs> with the whole burn the witches thing. <laughs> we do one episode and... All right, Heinrich. <laughs> Kramer. All right, Conan. All right. The druids and spiritual leaders could make sacrifices to the gods, usually animals. And I thought this was funny. The Sun, mm-hmm. the publication The Sun, which claims to be on its website, <laughs> news site of the year. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Wrote an article back in 2017 that said human sacrifice was common during Samhain and also that druids would eat their firstborn child collecting their blood in a communal cauldron. Oh, I'm firstborn. Yeah, goodbye. So is Marcel. You would be a one-woman podcast. I All that power. So much done. All that power. Daily episodes. I'd quit my job. Power hungry. So I'm going to say that's probably not true. I'm going to say that's probably has to do with animals. There were also like some writings by people from Greek talking about the Druids like doing this, but we also don't know how much of this is like propaganda because people love to say that, oh, those other people, those people over there that we hate, mm-hmm. oh yeah, they eat people because they're freaks. Because they're weirdos. Because they're little goofy goofers. Ooh, don't talk to them. Don't talk to those people eating people. Talk to me. No, talk to me. Where are you going? <laughs> are you hungry? In some traditions, two fires would be lit and participants would walk between the two fires as an act of cleansing oneself with light and smoke. But you definitely wanted to get some of that fire to take back to your hearth because remember, you let the one that was in your hearth go out. You'd probably hold this torch that you've just lit towards the sun. I'm holding my arms up. And then you're going to walk around your house just like this walking around your house you're walking around your property because the smoke and the fire were considered to be protective measures using the communal fire on Samhain to light your hearth was both an act of banishing the evils absorbed by the old fire throughout the year but also a way to strengthen your bond with your community because it's like we all have the same fire i really like that but i also do not think they would allow that in new york city <laughs> if i have my stick of fire and i walk around my apartment 
but I'm protecting it. Well, you walk around, maybe they don't understand me. Your property, your entire property, and around your like your entire building. I mean, as long as you didn't do it with tiki torches, communal tiki torches. No, those white men in you know the South ruined that for us. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I get it now. It's the KKK. Oh, yeah, I remember. Abort. The bonfires could be used for divinatory practices. So like say you're fire gazing and you're into fire scrying. That seems like a pretty good time to do it. In Perth in the 1700s, a ring of stones was placed around a bonfire, one for each attendant. You would then run around the bonfire with a lit torch. And if any one of the stones were moved or toppled over by the next morning, it meant that that person was not going to last the year. I don't know if that means they're going to die or going to excommunicate them or they're just, you know, like their Murder. <laughs> It's a murder mystery game. <gasps> ah! And it's like you make it up to like almost until the next Samhain and then it's like, it's, it could come from anywhere. Oh my gosh. Apple bobbing was a custom that emerged at this time that predicted a coming marriage. Apples were also peeled in one long strip and then thrown over your shoulder. The shape that the fallen apple peel took was supposed to spell out the first letter of your future beloved's name. I'm sure was hmm. a lot of O's. I'm thinking a lot of O's and a lot of W's. I wonder if moms would just name their kid Otto and Oscar. <laughs> just, you know, as like a leg up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the competition. If you're like really ugly. Yeah. How'd they do like an A? How are they going to do like a T? How are they going to do a T? What if your name's like Frank? Dude, you're just fucked. Yeah, totally. You're not getting a wife. Mm-mm. Sorry, Frank. So say you already have a sweetheart or a crush and you want to find out if you're a good match together. Okay. I'm interested. Place two hazelnuts next to the fire to roast. One that represents you and the other represents the one you love. If the nuts jump away from the fire, it's a bad sign. Mm, Bad juju right there. Mm -mm. But if they stay put and roast, then it's supposed to be a good match. Just like maybe just find some heavy nuts. Aww. Just burn up together. People would hide little objects in food dishes and then serve them out at random. And this is when I want to play a little game that's called Guess What This Is I Have Prepared. Was that Under the Sea? It was like at a lower octave though. Oh, you know? okay, okay, okay. Please don't sue us. Okay, so this is I Have Prepared a List of Gaelic Treats. Okay. And I want you to guess. I have given you an A through D selection. Did you make this? I did make this myself. How many are there? Okay. I'm going to post these to the Instagram. You should because they're really funny. These are goofy. These are very goofy. I have prepared a list of Gaelic treats. Your job is to pick what this treat actually is. Are you ready? I'm ready. The first is, what is a barmbrack? Is it A, a lemon tea cake? Is it B, lamb fat on rye? A lamb sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) is it c a raisin bread or is it d a salted fish pie and i choose one and you choose one okay i think i know what this one is but it's really between two is it the raisin bread ding 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 (gasps) i got one yes it is a raisin bread and then they would hide things in it like what i'm gonna tell you later watch out number two what is a cronachin is it a egg mixed with whiskey is it b a raspberry parfait. Is it C, a lavender cookie? Or is it D, a drum of wine? Can I phone a friend? No, you can't. <laughs> I have to guess myself? Yeah, you just have to guess. I'm pretty sure on Slumdog Millionaire, he could phone one friend. Yeah, but this isn't Slumdog Millionaire, okay? Okay. This is poor ass two women alone in a room. Air. Yeah, not quite like Slumdog. Okay, I don't know... But I'm going to guess egg mixed with whiskey. No, it's actually be a raspberry parfait. Really? Mm-hmm. I just didn't expect them to have parfaits. I didn't either. I was like, I guess they saved this for special occasions. Hmm. All right. All right. Number three. I don't know how to say this one, so I'm just going to say it. What is a brewatine? Okay. Is it A, mashed potatoes? Is it B, a lemon curd. What is a curd? <laughs> For double jeopardy. <laughs> the daily double. Is it C, rice pudding? Or is it D, roasted ham soup? You know, I love mashed potatoes, like a lot. And I don't think you would put mashed potatoes there to lead me wrong. So I'm going to guess mashed potatoes. And our friendship rides on this. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, my God. It's mashed potatoes. (laughs) But they put scallions in it. Oh, okay. That's still mashed potatoes. That's what I thought. I was like, why'd you give it a fancy name? Yeah. Idiots. 
All right. Last one. What is Sowens? Is it A, boiled turnips? Okay. Is it B, raspberry biscuits? Is it C, a pumpkin cookie? Or is it D, goo? I'm, I know they had turnips, so I'm going to guess turnips. This cookie thing, I don't trust this cookie thing. <laughs> I don't trust them having cookies. It's definitely not the cookie. Is A your final answer? Yes. Womp, 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 Was it fucking womp. goo? It was goo. What the fuck does that mean? It is a gross, horrifying goo I don't, that they give people they love. <laughs> She's throwing things. What are you talking about? It's so gross looking. It's like gray. No, goo is our inside joke at which, yes, this isn't I supposed to be an actual I thing. I thought you would get it. Why would... what? It's horrifying. No, the D answer is always supposed to be the throwaway bad answer. <laughs> like the joke answer yeah yeah it is what it's goo it's basically like a horrifying what do they serve in hawaii you live there not not pua what is it oh god i have to look it up now we had ramen there i searched hawaiian goo and i got poi and that's what i'm talking about it's like a terrifying irish poi okay and they dip stuff in it anyway so they'd hide little objects in these dishes and serve them up at random if you bit into your thick slice of barm brack and felt something that wasn't barm brack in there it told your future what if you ate it then you don't know or also you probably choke because things are in here like a stick oh (laughs) (laughs) okay continue (laughs) oh all right these are things that are in the barn brack. A, a P, which meant that you weren't going to get married that year. I'm really sorry. <laughs> but the princess and the P. I'm really sorry, Patricia. Ugh. Not this year. Not this year, Patricia. You might get a stick, which meant you were going to have an unhappy marriage or you'd continue to squabble. Okay. Next, you might get a cloth rag, which meant you're going to have bad luck or be very poor. How are they putting this rag in there? I know. It's, I'm like, how big is this rag? But then how big is this barn brack? This barn brack can't feed elephants. That's wild. <laughs> Next, you're going to get a coin, which means you're going to be rich. Oh, thank God. And then you might get a ring, which meant you were going to be married. Worst proposal ever. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom accidentally eats the barn brack and is like, this oh, one was meant for you. Covered in blood from her like gums. <laughs> no, because like, they didn't have floss. This is the 1700s. She's like 30. She's basically ancient. <laughs> She just wants to see this wedding happen. Please, I just want my daughters to be married off. Oh, my God. All so, right. Some commercially made barn brack still comes with a toy ring. What is commercially made barn brack? Kind of like the king cake for Mardi Gras. Okay. For the baby. Okay, okay. I can relate to that one. All right. Oh, my God. All right. Well, what else do you do around a fire? You tell the ghost stories. <gasps> no. So now, of course, Samhain is best known as a time when the veil between the spirit realm and our earthly plane is thinned. I'm sewing up the veil. I'm making it really thick. Spooky, spooky. I'm making it out of fleece. It's so thick and hot. This veil. It's just wool. (laughs) No. It's itchy. It's all itchy. (laughs) I really love when this itchy veil gets thinner over Samhain. (laughs) I could finally breathe. Catch it on fire. Get rid of my yeast infection. Yummy, yummy. And due to that, ancient Celts expected their ancestors, fairies, and other spirits to cross over. To ensure that any wandering spirit wouldn't kidnap them, the Celts would dress up as animals and monsters. Boo, baby. No. Yes. A popular story of the time was the Second Battle of Magturid. Turid. These fucking Celts. Turid. (laughs) The story is about the final conflict between the Celtic (laughs) Tuadad... Sound it out. You can hooked on phonics this. Tuha, that's one word. De Danan. Tua de Danan versus the Fomorians on the night of Samhain. Both were otherworldly superhumans, but the Fomorians were hostile and monstrous beings from the underworld. You know, you always need like an antagonist. Also that name. I know. Fomorians. Fomorians. So there's a lot of killing involved and someone loses an arm and another person loses their eye by a slingshot and the good guys retrieve the harp that was once stolen with what, them. What harp? I don't know. What harp? I don't know. It, the Sparks notes was very difficult to understand. <laughs> it's it like was Beowulf. all over the place. And other stories included the adventure of Nira and the tales of Finn McCool. 
Finn McCool. No way. Finn McCool, who was a mythical hunter warrior. Apparently, Finn never died, but sleeps in a cave. And it is said that one day he will awake and defend Ireland in the hour of her greatest need. <gasps> and it hasn't been yet. And it hasn't been, been a yet. a lot of bad shit that's happened exactly. in Ireland. Like when revelations happens, Finn McCool. <laughs> I can't. Opens the rock. From the cave. <laughs> like Jesus, he emerges. Comes out with his sword, ready to defend Ireland in her greatest need. Do you think the demons are going to have guns? <laughs> Bro. It'll be the 2020s. <laughs> Times have a change. <laughs> there are also a few spooky creatures associated with Samhain. Puka. Oh, okay. Isn't that cute? Our nature spirits who would shapeshift to take the look of horses, goats, which oh, I mean horses is scary enough goats adorable i'm not gonna mess with a goat anything most animals most animals no 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 i take that back i pet a goat i've had a good time with a goat yeah when you signed his book yeah yeah great time last week <laughs> so horses goats cats dogs rabbits they shape shift they could also transform into humans but with some animal features like long ears or even a tail so they can be good or bad, but they are known to have a knack for mischief. Think Puck from A Midsummer Night's Dream. And when they're good, they'll make offers and often work in exchange for gifts. But when they're bad, they may hunt you down, kill you, and eat you. Oh, just like me. So it's really a sliding scale. <laughs> you never know. Another fairy was the Dullahan. They're a headless horseman, usually on a black horse that carries its head under one arm. Kind of like the Headless Horseman, but without the pumpkin. The mouth is usually a Joker-esque grin that's Ooh. been cut to touch both sides of its head. Also, its eyes are constantly moving. So with the head it's holding. Ooh, gross. It may zero in on you faster than the horse actually sees you. Oh, yikes. So, okay, not scary enough. The Doolahan used the spine of a human corpse as a whip. Ooh. And it is said that when the Doolahan stops writing, a person is going to die. Ooh. The Doolahan will call out the person's name to draw the soul out of the victim. And at that moment, the person drops dead. Oh, God. Horrifying. Horrifying. There's this show. I say show, but it's an anime called <laughs> Durarara. Are those not considered shows these days? You know, some people probably wouldn't. <laughs> okay. Fair. So there's a show called Durarara, and it's about a Doolahan. What she's done is her head's been stolen from Ireland and taken to Japan. So she has to go and try and find her head. What? And what she does, she, as like times have changed, like her chariot, quote unquote, her chariot that she rides, her horse she rides or whatever, yeah. like changes, it turns into fucking motorcycle. What? So she rides this motorcycle around and instead of being totally headless, she wears a helmet. Is this why you were it's asking a, about the guns? It's a kitty cat helmet. <laughs> oh, it's a kitty cat so helmet. So she rides around and there's like all of this like gang violence going around in Japan. And so she like kind of like fights crime, but also she's like falling in love. And also she's trying to find her head. And also she's like dealing with like the weird spirituality of like her existence in Japan and like this strange land. What am I? It has almost no plot. And I know Perfect. it sounded like there was a lot of plot at the time, but there's it almost did. no plot. Okay. And it nothing happens between episodes, but I truly love it. It sounds amazing. It's like one of those shows I would put on in like grad school when I was like about to cry. And I was like, I just have to watch this and like keep printing wallpaper. Oh my God. I love it. That's something I'd be down to watch actually. What else is there? We also have the Lady Gwyn, who is a Sawin ghost. She's a headless woman. Something about being headless around this time. I'm not sure what it is. It's probably a sex metaphor. I believe it. I Take believe it or it. leave it. Yep. Headless woman dressed in all white accompanied by her loyal black pig. Okay. Isn't that cute? Hello. Lady Gwyn and her trusty pig were all about scaring those who wandered around alone at night. She never did harm to anyone, but just a playful spook. She was like, oh, you're past curfew. Boo. Boo. <laughs> Oink. Oink. And that's it. Ah, pig. Ah! Okay, so we've talked about fire and we've talked about spooky things. and We've talked about like eating sticks. But like what else can you do to celebrate this old weird holiday? Like now-ish or close to now-ish. Today? Like maybe next week? <gasps> well, since the 1980 neo-pagan revival, many different communities have taken Samhain and manipulated it to fit a contemporary context because this is the now. This is the now. We got times going on. Mm-hmm. Forever 21 is going bankrupt. There's a lot of shit going on. Oh my gosh. This said, one community's way of celebrating Samhain is obviously no truer nor more genuine than another. Yeah. Neo-pagans in Northern Hemispheres are going to celebrate 
on October 31st to the 1st of November. But Southern Hemisphere folks are probably going to celebrate April 30th, which makes sense because the seasons are different. All right, things you can do. Here's the list. Here's some tell things. Me, tell Get me. Get ready. I love lists. I want you to make a shrine to your ancestors. Aww. This is a wonderful time for honoring the dead. I'm thinking pictures. I'm thinking candles. I'm thinking sweets of fruits and baked goods. Got any heirlooms? Got any treasures? Please send them to Witch Yes at P.O. Box. <laughs> She laughed at her own joke. (laughs) There is a tradition of leaving a western-facing window open and a candle left on the windowsill to help guide the dead back home. I don't even know which way is west. You gotta learn. (laughs) I have no idea. How do you even know where the moon is? What's going on? (laughs) Where is the moon? Some families will even leave an open place setting at the table for their past relatives. And speaking of tables, talking about tables... Get down with some grub. There were plenty of food-based traditions we talked about earlier, but is there anything in your own culture that you associated with past relatives? A lot of people will hold a dumb supper, which not like you bring all your idiot friends to the table. This is like you don't <laughs> That's speak. for Thanksgiving. That's for Thanksgiving. <laughs> that is strictly Thanksgiving only. This is where you get the nice china out, the very shiny cutlery, and you create a meal for you, your family, and like a departed loved one or two. Extra points of your meal is something that your departed one loved to eat when they were alive. So you'll leave a nice plate of food out for the spirit along with the seat at the head of the table. Then everyone eats in silence. Oh, wow. So this is a ritual that memorializes and honors the dead. I cannot imagine Marcel not speaking through one meal. He would try to put the office on so fast. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's just fucking Michael Scott. Talking shit throughout my dumb supper, making my supper more dumb. (laughs) What the fuck? But people do do that, and I would be very interested to go to one. Yeah. Would I want my Samhain Halloween to be in silence for a supper? Maybe not, but maybe a Tuesday? It's like you're waiting for, you know, the acid to kick in. The heavy drugs. (laughs) Okay, but like, so you set a table setting. Yes. For your past loved one. Yes. How do you pick who gets that table seating? Like, there's a lot of dead people. You play favorites. How? It's like having children. There's always a favorite. Is there place settings? Do you write a little note? This one is for Grandma B. Oh, that could be cute. This one is for my guardian angel, the male one. The male one. The dude. The hot dude. The hot, Brokeback Mountain hot dude angel. What about you, Alicia? Do you have any, like, family recipes or things you associate with other people? Like, No, I'm, I'm a shithead. I don't know what anyone else likes except for me. <laughs> what do you like so i can bring you to my dumb supper? i mean mashed potatoes oh yeah i think i was probably thinking to potato wedges to Ooh, this point those are good too potato wedges with cheese I'd re- i'm really you know both got me sitting mm-hmm. if you were like be quiet but i have potato wedges i'd be quiet yes ma'am if you're gonna bring me and to that's your last dumb thing supper, i say yeah if you're gonna bring me to your dumb supper after i die viciously in a car accident involving where i saved a child and also a puppy and also a kitten because it's new york so anything can fucking happen here if you invite me to your dumb supper i would want you to make tiramisu Ooh, tiramisu is good it's my favorite dessert easy with lady fingers with lady fingers all right Mm. so you might be familiar with the classic jack-o-lantern but turns out it used to be made with turnips and other root vegetables how big are these turnips getting? These turnips are large. What? These turnips are like pumpkin large. They're so scary, but that's why they're used to ward off evil spirits. And so this comes with a story. So there was a man named Stingy Jack. Oh, sweet Stingy Jack. Sweet Stingy Jack. Jack lanterns come from the story of Stingy Jack, who was such a dick. <laughs> That he tricked the devil for eternal life, but that meant when he died, he couldn't actually get into heaven or hell. So he was cursed to walk the earth with a carved turnip lantern. Oh, awful. He got stuck with a turnip lantern. Like, we were like, we don't want you. The devil's like, you ain't getting a candle. (laughs) No candles for you. The devil did give him a smoldering coal, though, and that's what the light was inside of Stingy Jack's turnip. Isn't that a fun story? So that's where Jack Lantern comes from. So it used to be a turnip, then it got turned into a pumpkin because pumpkins are way cuter than turnips, and now it's plastic. I also heard that turnips don't grow well, actually, in the U.S. Yeah, I don't think they do. Which I don't understand, because I was like, we have lots of barren wastelands, just like Ireland, so... 
What's the problem here? Maybe the turnips just went up real high after the potato famine. That's possible. We do grow potatoes here. We do, and we Maybe do well. It. Maybe potatoes are like the anti-turnip. Someone who farms is going to like add us. <laughs> Tell us how wrong we are. <laughs> Listen, I was quiet when you talked shit about horses, but I cannot have you dissing. But do you really want the whole state of Montana to turn against you? I don't know if they grow potatoes in Montana. You could have said Idaho. Yeah, that felt like a cop out. Yeah, you were like, that's too easy for me. That's too easy. I'm here for that hard, brutal, harsh, anti-comedy. Exactly. I need you to at me. We mentioned bonfires. Fire, 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 fire. If you're in a space, city, county, family that is down with bonfires or fire pits, I'd encourage you to have one. Practice some of your fire scrying abilities from a couple episodes ago that we talked about. And to be honest... If you do nothing else, find some time to spend with your family, whether they be biological or chosen. I feel like at its core, someone was to remind a community that we all come from the same spark. We warm our bodies with the same flame and then we're all in this together. Oh man. Okay. Well, I'm glad for this episode to be, what's that? The episode's not over? Oh God, the lights, they're flickering. (gasps) There's a sudden chill in the air. What's that? Hello. No. <laughs> she emerged from the darkness. A dark veil separates. Alicia stands there in a blood red dress and a single glass of wine. The elevator opens. Oh, God. <laughs> Welcome to Hill. Welcome to Alicia's <laughs> Tales of the Occult. Today, our spooky story corner is going to talk about playing the elevator game. This actually terrifies me. We've I talked about a lot of shit. I'm so excited also there's an elevator here we actually and i like kind of want to try it no don't make me we i mean you have to do it alone so it'd be me i don't want you i would do it i don't want you to go to hell but i come back i follow the directions as long as you follow the directions okay guys remember in ouija boards you always say goodbye here you always follow the directions <laughs> so write this down print them out print them out like a map quest. So today we're going to tell you how to play one of the most dangerous games called the elevator game, in which we have to say play at your own risk because apparently it can take you to fucking hell. And then it can take you back safely, but you got to follow the directions. Okay. What you need to play, you need one person, one, you, that's it. You cannot have a buddy. You cannot have a dog. There are no support animals in the elevator. Just you. Two, you need a building with at least 10 stories high with an elevator, working elevator. No less than 10 stories. This is very important. Ready to play? We're going to enter the building and get in the elevator on the first floor and you're alone. So that means if someone tries to get in with you or if someone is in the elevator that you're trying to get on, not going to work. Not how this game works. You go through journeys alone. You're into this world alone, but in your mother's arm, you're out of this world alone. I don't know, in your child's arms? I don't know. I heard this was something that was really moving that was said to me, is that when you're born, you're alone. When you give birth, you're alone. And when you die, you're alone. Even if there are people around you, you are alone in in that experience. That's wild. Okay. And I guess in this elevator game, you're also alone. (laughs) Yeah, you are. So once you're alone and in the elevator, you're going to press the button for the fourth floor, number four. When the elevator reaches the fourth floor, do not get out. Instead, remain in the elevator and press the button for the sixth floor. So number six. Once again, once we reach the sixth floor, stay in the elevator. And now you're going to press the button for the second floor. See, this is why I said you got to write it down, guys. <laughs> a lot of math, a lot of numbers in this. It's a lot of numbers. So now we're going to the second floor. We're staying in the elevator and we're going to press the button for the 10th floor. When we reach the 10th floor, no, no, no. We stay in the elevator. And press the button for the fifth floor. So number five, when you reach the fifth floor, a young woman may enter the elevator. Do not look at her. Do not speak to her. She is not what she seems. (sighs) Now you're going to press the button for the first floor. If the elevator begins ascending to the 10th floor instead of descending to the first, you may proceed. If the elevator descends to the first floor, like a normal working elevator... Exit as soon as the doors open. Do not talk to the young woman. Do not look back. Do not speak to anyone. You're out of the game. What does that mean? I didn't pass? It means that something can still go wrong. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Something's happened in the sequence, in the frequency. Yes. So 
if you press the button for the first floor and the elevator ascended to the 10th floor, and now you're at the 10th floor, you might either choose to get off the elevator or stay on it. If you're on it, that's fine. Skip this next part. But you can also get off the elevator on the 10th floor. If you choose to get off, and if the woman who entered the elevator on the fifth floor is there with you, she will ask you, where are you going? Do not answer her. Do not look at her. All right, welcome to the other world. If you've gotten off the elevator, here you are. What you'll notice if you decide to get out on the 10th floor is that this floor will look almost identical to the one in your own world, except all of the lights will be off. Your phone may go off. It may not. Electronics have different reactions in the other world, and it changes every time. And you will notice that there will be no one else on this floor, and you are completely and utterly alone. Now you can walk to a window, any window, Out the window, you will see a bright red cross floating in the distance. Okay. Now we got to get home safely. Please take me home. All right. Now you need to turn around, return back to the elevator that you came from. And getting back to our world may be more difficult than it seems. You may become disoriented and forget which elevator you arrived in, or the elevator may seem to be further and further away from you as you walk towards it. You have to be vigilant and keep your wits about you. Like I said, you must use the same elevator to return as the one you arrived in. Do not try to use a freight elevator or a different elevator because you risk getting stuck in the other world. High stakes. Don't do it. Use the same elevator. Breadcrumbs. 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 All right. When you enter the elevator, you need to make sure you press the buttons in the same order you did to get up there. So as a reminder, that's four, two, six, two, ten, and five. And when you reach the fifth floor, press the button for the first floor. The elevator will again begin to ascend to the 10th floor and you have to press any other fucking button to cancel the ascension. You must do this before you make it to the 10th floor or you risk being stuck in this other world and not being able to get out. Oh God. If all goes well, it'll take you down to the first floor. And once you get there, check your surroundings carefully. If anything seems off, even the smallest detail, do not exit the elevator. If you think something is wrong, repeat doing the numbers 4, 2, 6, 2, 10, 5 until your surroundings look like they should. Once everything is back to normal, you may safely exit the elevator. We have some additional notes to this. If at any point you pass out or lose consciousness, you will most likely wake up in your own home. However, make sure you carefully examine your surroundings. The home to which you have been returned may not be the one you left when you first set out to attempt this ritual. Also, some people think that the elevator game is associated with the death of a girl named Elisa Lam. Elisa Lam. She was a 21-year-old Chinese-Canadian who disappeared in January of 2013. Her body was found in February 2013 in a water tank above the Cecil Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. There is video footage of her acting strangely in an elevator, pressing multiple buttons, stepping out just to step back in, And the video has caused confusion because police don't know if at the time she was just frustrated with a faulty elevator or if she may have been hiding from whomever was after her. Her autopsy report showed no signs of physical trauma, which makes the manner of her death look like accidental. Her parents even tried suing the Cecil Hotel after her death. However, that case was dismissed because the hotel did not know how she could have done it. The only way Elisa could have reached the water tank on top of the building would be if she climbed up the fire escape, then pushed a cement block off the water tank, and then pushed it back on top of herself so that she could die in the water tank. That's fucking bananas. Also, she was naked. All of her clothes were off. Yeah, all of her clothes were off. Oh, God. Yeah, the Elisa murder is where I heard this from originally. Yeah. And it has haunted me. It's so scary. For years. Yeah, it's so wild. All right, and we are done with October's Tales of the Occult. What? What do you mean? Yeah, next week is an all Marcel and Mallory driven episode that we have no idea what's going to happen to us. And then after that, we're going to go back to our regularly scheduled Witches in the News. I really liked it. Each yeah. time, it's a wonderful story. It's a one charming story. <laughs> a wonderful, great character of a girl coming of age. Coming of age. The lighting was gorgeous. It was so pretty. Love those sound effects. I loved all the cat noises. The cat noises were great, though. Like, I love the cat noises. All right. It's your time to shine, baby. Here what did we, we say our spell was going to be? A boo.
A boo? No, no, I meant a goo. <laughs> Welcome to Witch Yes, the gooiest podcast in North America. <laughs> We're your hosts. Hello, welcome to Tara's Goo Corner. Goo Corner. <laughs> All right, today we're going to make some goo, Ew. which I thought would be adorable. Oh, okay. Aww. And also squishy. Ooh. I'm sure you guys have seen like all of those cool like little slime videos on Instagram or like Reddit or whatever it is that you get your social media. I don't know. Maybe you still use Tumblr. So this is our goo and this is how you're going to make it. And it's not magical, but you can make it magical. I'm sure you can add some essential oils and make it magical. I'm sure you can bless it in the power of the moon. I'm not here to tell you what to do. This is like 30 episodes in. Like, you know how to make this. Yeah. Okay. So this is what you're going to need. You're going to need an eight ounce bottle of Elmer's white school glue. (laughs) I can't remember the last time I've seen Elmer's glue. You're going to need one and a half to two tablespoons of contact solution. Contact solution. All right. You're going to need one tablespoon of baking soda. Mm -hmm. You're going to need some food coloring, a bowl for mixing all of these things in. And then, of course, you can add glitter. You can add a little, like some little sparkles. You can add some like maybe some what are some they like lavender, maybe some sprinkles. Oh, some lavender. Some nice smelling goo. Maybe some like rosemary. Ooh. Whatever you want, really. Honestly, this is pretty simple. You're gonna add the glue and the food coloring in a bowl together. Mm-hmm. And go mix it. Go mix it up. Make sure to get the color correct before adding the saline. It's harder to mix in once it begins to get thicker. So this is where you're really going to think about the color. We've talked a little bit about color theory. White being purifying, red being sexual and passionate, you know, purple being about like the psychic. And my favorite color. And also Alicia's favorite color. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to add the baking soda. Mix, mix, mix. Mix, mix, mix. Then you're going to mix in the saline solution. Add one and a half tablespoons saline solution and mix until combined. Mix, mix, mix. This is where you get a little bit of a, you know, like tactile power over this. If it's too sticky, you're going to add a half tablespoon of more solution. The more you add, the thicker it'll be. So the less you add, the slimier it's going to be. Really think about like what you want. Hmm. What's going to make the spookiest slime? Slimy slime slime. It's probably like just wet, just nasty wet. slime Ew. you're going to throw at sixth graders. <laughs> Gross. So then all you're going to do is you're going to knead up the slime, use your hands, knead the slime until it holds together. It'll be wet and gooey at first, but just keep kneading until it all comes together. And that's going to be your goo. I love it. Gooey, sticky. Let us know what kind of goo you make. Goo, 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 goo. And that's it for our portion of like the October anniversary episodes, dude. Oh my God, I could finally rest in peace. (laughs) We get a break. Well, you and I do. Marcel is heavy, heavy at work right now. I do want to take a moment and thank (laughs) everyone. (laughs) Yes, and my sleeping bit. (laughs) I, I didn't know how to yes and that. I was like, and she's done. And I will carry the rest of the podcast from here. <laughs> I do want to thank everyone who has donated to Safe Child Africa so far. Like, it's so incredible that we've been able to raise like this much money and that you guys are just feeling charitable and doing the right thing for the kids, you know? I, know. I think that's so great. It's been really amazing. I was ready to be disappointed. And it's been actually very empowering and yeah. heartwarming and humbling to see how many people have already donated. I'm really proud of what we've all done. I mean, we have done very little. We just set up a link, but you guys <laughs> have, we have really some done cool, this. some cool Instagram posts that you worked on. You put some work into this. Yeah. It was I, my idea. I put some work into this. Alicia did pick the charity. I picked the charity, We would like to give our special thanks to Marcel Perez, our producer and editor, Mallory Porter, our creative director, and Kevin McLeod for the theme song that we use every week in our intro and outro. Is it every week? Well, I guess for this month it's been every week. Shit. Yeah. Make sure you rate and review us. Those reviews and those downloads are really meaningful to us. It helps us move up the charts, which helps more witches find us. I've been really amazed that we have done absolutely no advertising. We are not with a network. We are completely independent. I just tell my mom, please tell your friends. And she's like, my daughter has a podcast? She only listens to the 20 minutes at the beginning to make sure that I'm doing okay. That still counts. But we've grown a lot. Like we've yeah. we've grown a lot. And it's literally because people are like, hey, I told my friend Kevin or hey, like I told my other friend about this. And that's so meaningful to us. We also want to make sure that you know that if you share like a screen capped image of you listening to our podcast, we share it on our Instagram. So we love that. We love seeing favorite. you guys. Well, one, we see you guys and we're like, we're not talking into the void. Yeah. 
screaming, belching screaming. into the void. And two, it just it means a lot to us to see you guys listening to something we actually worked really hard on. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. So thank hours you. Like we really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks. All right. For the second to last time for our October fundraiser. Anniversary spooktacular. And this has been Witch, Witch Yes. Happy Sawin. Happy Sawin. Bonfires, bonfires, eating our children, bonfires, bonfires, putting stuff in cake. Elevator, (laughs) elevator, elevator. Welcome to hell. You are in hell now. The fire is here. The devil is there and he's kissing your face. You love the devil and also you love us. We are kissing you. This is a podcast. Everyone's looking. Enjoy your dumb supper. Which is out. Keep the whole thing. (laughs) Keep the whole thing.